I can see the time. I am time itself. Yes, Toby is time. I am time, and you are Rosemary, <laughs> which makes us <laughs> Rosemary in time, baby. Oh god. Hi everyone, it is Christmas season. That means I'm happy, the elves are out, Toby's happy because everyone loves Christmas! The festive season for all of you who are not Christian and do not celebrate Christmas. But listen, what I like about it is the sparkly lights and how happier everyone seems to be. And the idea that you can wear stupid Christmas sweaters without anyone judging you. Do you know, you just said something that I was thinking about earlier. Why do people put out lights at Christmas? Why do people put out lights at Christmas? Why, do people, just, I... why are people putting out um, lots of lights? Like, um, I mean, if you're from the UK, you'll understand it. It's our Blackpool Illuminations down our street. Because it's just <laughs> lights everywhere. I have a theory on why that is. Okay. I think it's to help Santa Claus find your house because he's obviously running around the whole world in a night. Yeah. And he can't see, can he? He busy. He's a lot of light. He busy. So you leave them on, you leave the lights on like down your chimney or where the door is, so it's easier for him to be like, oh, door, okay, cool. Oh, chimney, okay, let's go. Let's go, let's get this shit rolling, 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 rolling. Let's go, duh, 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 duh. Like, yeah. Santa's... But they're also really pretty to look at. Yeah, so Santa's doing that thing where um, uh, you remember that video I sent you of um the Virgin Mary? Santa's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask you about that then. What's because um, I mean it's all well and good me saying on the podcast all this thing that happened. Let me explain it to you. Um, so it's effectively a load of people running holding this giant statue of the Virgin Mary to the, um, in Nicki Minaj's <laughs> Roman holiday. And, like, I need to ask you, Greta, why? Mm-hmm. What, what, not the Nicki Minaj bit, but why are you running with the Virgin Mary? <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? <Cool. laughs> why not? Listen, there's a lot of things we do without reason, and the second we start putting reason into them, we're just going to question your whole existence, so just have fun with things that make you happy, dude, and don't question it. So this is this is a regular occurrence? Yeah, it's you... something they do at, like, every... Okay, so, a bit of context. At every feast in Malta, there is u- there is usually some... They're running with the statue. So, oh, just, oh, okay. I don't so... know why it's tradition, but it is. So at time of recording, this is going to happen tomorrow? Uh, probably not, just because tomorrow isn't a feast of a specific place. It's a general public holiday feast. Okay. So there wouldn't be... So them, people running with the statue, would re- which usually mean, uh, for example, where I live in Tarshin, they have their own feast, which happens in their own specific week. And in that week, they'd have... Uh, a whole march, a festa, a banda playing. They'd have this running with the statue. They'd have all of that jazz going on. But it's during this specific time. And usually this happens, most of the feasts are in summer. So it's quite a summer thing. Oh, okay. So, like, so it's just effectively, uh, like, how many feasts do you get a year then? Is it just, like, national? Oh so it's just God. national day I off? I don't know. Dude, I don't know. Like, no, we don't get day off. We don't get day offs on the on the specific, uh, like town feasts. Okay, can you just define by town feast? Because in my head, I'm getting like everybody in town sits at a massive table and eats. <laughs> Is this? But, okay, okay. I can I can only give you information from what I know and I kind of remember because I've never fully been to a full on feast. But it's usually. Uh, you go to church, in front of the church, there's this little place we call the Tsontir. Mm. It's just that area in front of the church where everyone gathers, everyone's there, there's the town's band playing, they have the songs, there's like some speeches going on, there's some kids, like little talent show. It's just a little celebration of the town's, the town's saint and the town's people. That's really like cute. like a party for a week. It's also really crazy. It can get really crazy because <laughs> alcohol is involved. 
Oh, we love it when alcohol's involved. Yeah. We love it when alcohol's involved. Speaking of alcohol, this whole episode is meant to be about Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, do you know, I got... What did you gonna, get? You know, I was going to go from, i got to tell you about Christmas, but I've got nothing to say. <laughs> no, okay. Okay, here's one for you. Yeah. So, I mean, before we delve into the theatrical business of the Christmas land, mm-hmm. um, i got to ask you, when is the earliest appropriate time to celebrate Christmas? November. When in November? When in November? Okay, so just because we don't have Thanksgiving, we don't have anything in Malta. It's we don't even we barely celebrate Halloween. Yeah. So I think as soon as it's like mid-November, you can start celebrating Christmas. Do you know some? But but with that being said, I do not break out the Christmas sweaters until the first of December. Okay, that's fair enough. Because because yeah. I have a thing about this, which mm. is that um. When I think about it, your description is actually really close to mine in that, you know, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in the UK. We have nothing to give thanks about. But Yeah, us neither. <laughs> no, us neither. Actually, not you guys taking over. <laughs> well, it's more than the spirit of Christmas and good old-fashioned colonialism, Oh, darling. okay. That's actually... I think that's what we celebrate tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> Being free from you guys. <laughs> Wait, is that, is that... What is that with Independence Day? I'm so confused. Um... To be honest with you, any excuse to celebrate independence from the UK is a good shout, I think. Agreed. Yeah. Getting political on the pod. Um, so, uh, what was I talking about? Christmas, yeah. Christmas. We, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving here in the UK. But I think that, like, I mean, apologies if I've got this wrong, but isn't it, it's either like the fourth or the last Thursday of November, right? I think that once... Thanksgiving, I have no clue. Yeah, it, it's Summit American. I love the idea of it, but we don't do it, and that's chill. Mm-hmm. Once that's over and done with, I'm mm-hmm. internally content to say, okay, it's Christmas. What I do not like is when me, mum and me nan are flipping through the shopping channels in July and it's your halfway to Christmas sales, that I am not here for. Like, it is... I'm not a big fan of celebrating the Christmas early. Like, because... I have have a tidbit for you if you don't like that. Oh. There's this, this, like, national Maltese meme. This dude... This dude goes on TV and he does teleshopping and he starts selling Christmas trees in the middle of August. What? Why? So while we're while everyone's dying of heat, everyone's literally melting, and the only place you could physically be without dying is the beach, this dude is selling Christmas trees. And people actually buy. And like it's a big thing, like everyone knows about yeah. it, everyone knows about him, and it's just the dude who sells Christmas trees in August. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of, um, like... Okay, I've got to... i got to tell you. There's oh, this Christmas... Ad... Well, we'll get on to Christmas adverts in a second. But there's this one oh, that's... You guys pl- have some cool ones. We d- I mean, I will admit, we do have some cool Christmas adverts. There's an argument mm-hmm. to I... suggest that, um... John Lewis, John Lewis, um, when the, uh... Christmas advert for them pops up. That's supposedly when Christmas starts, and yeah, to an extent. I remember, I remember you guys telling telling me this when I was there. It's like Christmas starts once Joe Lewis's ad is out. Yeah, it's like an unofficial big deal because it really. Because yeah. like, I'll be honest with you, the one they've done this year, I quite like. Like, I'll, I'll give you context. I'll get okay. I'll give you context. So the idea is this alien drops out from space because alien and Uh they drop on earth and you know they gotta fix their ufo and this little kid Uh sees it Uh and he's like oh look at this 
this poor alien, they're cold because it's Christmas and they're trying to fix their UFO. What? Mm-hmm. So whilst they're inside, you know, eating and gorging out on the turkey and whatever, little alien's mm-hmm. got nothing. So, he, so the little kid steals a load of food, like load of mm-hmm. mince pies, whatever. Gives it to the alien, and the alien's like, "Oh, that's cute, thanks," and then just leaves. And then, um, okay. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm really selling this, but like, um, but the slogan is the cutest because the slogan this year is for a Christmas as magical as your first. Oh. And I really like that one, because, I mean, everyone's got a favourite. I think... Yeah. I mean, Ew. listen, for anyone in the UK, um, my personal What's your favourite John Lewis ad? My per... Everyone has their favourite. Um, there, there was one that was made a massive meme, but it was this dog who... Huh? Affect- yeah. It was this dog who um is really jealous of this child for getting a trampoline for Christmas. And What? Okay. Yeah, so it's this dog who gets really jealous of this little girl who's got a trampoline for Christmas, and obviously she doesn't know it yet because her dad's building it in the back garden. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at that while you're seeing it, and I can see this dog. Yeah, and it, and like, um, Christmas Day turns up, and she wants to go to the trampoline, and then the dog just bolts it, and yeets himself onto the trampoline before the girl can. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, it oh, was... Yeah, like, oh my god. Yeah. These things are not ads. These things are like stories. They, like, they are is, cultural are they institutions. What's a John Lewis ad meant to be advertising? Well, that's the thing. It advertises literally nothing. <laughs> like, hey, Does that count as an ad? I mean, I mean, the thing is... I think it's because they only really turn up at Christmas. Like, you never see no John Lewis ad in, like, April. But there's no, like, product placement in it, and there's no... No, nothing. Like, if you didn't It know... really has nothing which which makes it, like, a traditional ad. Like, oh. I'm looking up an ad meaning, and that, like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. If you, like, I, I should explain. So... If you don't know what John Lewis is, is this massive department store? It sells like just about everything. Um, I'd say quite expensive, but yeah. we're not talking like Selfridges, Harrods here. But it's still on the expensive side. But the thing is, with this trampoline dog advert, um, it was at the time of it, it was I want to say twenty sixteen. So a lot of memes were made about it. That um the little girl was um Hillary Clinton and the dog was Donald Trump because it oh was God. when the election was there and uh-huh. and the trampoline was the White House so Hillary was like the White House is fine it's fine and then Donald just goes yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my God oh dear yeah this but... this whole idea of like the like the Christmas ads and John Lewis is very UK. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it in the way that it's really something that's your guises. Like we don't have. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, it's very English. Oh yeah, it, it's very English. I'd say. Like, but mm. to answer my original question to myself, um, favorite one, bear in the hair, gotta be. Bear in the hair. Oh, Greta. Do they have names. Yeah, they have names. So I think the dog one was called Buster uh... the Boxer or something like that. The bear in the hair. It was like this animation of um, like a, like um, yeah, just like a like a bear, like um, huh? not Winnie the Pooh bear, but like normal okay. brown bear. Normal bear. Okay. And um, hair was in bunny rabbit hair, As, mm-hmm. and um, actually, you know what? I'm just gonna post a link. So I'm not spoiling this. Like it's it's <laughs> so okay. it's gorge. Okay, we all be... have to watch Toby's favorite John Lewis ad. <laughs> yeah, I mean you don't have to, but I strongly advise it. No, we have to. It's a UK thing. It's a UK to thing. To, to like make a big deal out of this whole John Lewis ad yeah. thing, and it's nice. It's a it's a really nice sentiment, and the videos, the ones at least yeah. I saw, 
they're really like well made and they're really sweet and heartwarming and you know what like, they when are I, when i was there the dragon one came out and it was really really cute oh the dragon one okay that that was a the that was an interesting was so adorable one. the little girl was so cute the pr- whole production was really quite amazing like it considering that it's for an ad and yeah. it's like a, this thing is basically a short film yeah like what it's yeah and again i think it's because you they do not turn up at like any other time of the year you never see john lewis adverts at any other time of the year so that's why they're kind of unofficially a bit of a big deal here yeah it's kind of like the whole brand thing like uh, imagine there was someone like in the beginning of john lewis's conception someone who was so obsessed with christmas they were like no ads never except to celebrate christmas and they just stuck with it no <laughs> no nah. for how long how old John Lewis is, that's how long this tradition's been going. Yeah. yeah. Just Christmas ads, nothing else. Just Christmas ads. We have cents. a sale where something's five cents. Nope, we don't advertise it. It's not Christmas. Yeah, we ain't DFS. <clears throat> it's not a sale every day. No, no. No, no. But on We that... give you feelings and emotions. We give you feelings and emotions and drama. Speaking of which, um, adverts for Christmas are very theatrical. They are quite theatrical. They are quite theatrical. Um, So, I would like to ask you about Mm -hmm. um, the great UK theatrical tradition at Christmas is the pantomime, but um, it does have its roots elsewhere, does it not? It does, it does, it does. It has its roots in Commedia dell'arte, actually. I'm going to explain a bit for people who don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, if you've been to drama school, RC, you'll know what Commedia dell'arte yes. is. Yes, you will. But gonna refresh your memory, just because even I sometimes get confused, and I'm graduated in theatre, so no judgment here. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a form of 18th century theatre, started in the 18th century, with the lovely Italians, and it's basically what you guys in the UK would call slapstick comedy. It's very much, uh, it's very physical based comedy and very stereotypical. Like, the whole concept of stock characters comes from Commedia dell'arte. And that basically means, like, you know how there's always uh, the lovers in a film. There's always the man who doesn't want them to get together or the woman. There's always someone who's, like, secretly helping out. It's those stock characters and those stereotypes that we see in a lot of films now, actually, that came from this theatrical form back in the is it 18th or 16th century. I think it's 16th, actually. I'll take your word for it. It's 16th. No, it's 16th. Oh, my God. That's way older than I thought. Ironically, then, that's quite similar. Well, I say quite similar. It's pretty much the same era as Shakespeare. Yeah, yes, it is. Yes, that's, yes. Isn't that ironic? Because, yes, because at the same time that Shakespeare was developing his uh, kind of Anglo-Saxon theatre and the way he speaks and how Shakespeare is, at the same time in Italy... This whole Commedia dell'arte shebang was going on, and then it kind of uh, spread into Spain and France, and they kind of had their own versions of Commedia, but it is very firmly rooted in Italy. Mm. And the whole reason that it never goes to England is just because it's the 16th century. How are they meant to communicate with each other? Yeah, yeah. that's like fair. The world, the world was way less globalized. Francis Drake was not into the theatre stuff he was too busy trying to colonize the world francis drake he he ain't ain't got time for no commedia dell'arte that's he's got he needs to get as many people under his his rule as he can he's he's got a he's got the um checklist like um this is another thing he probably has he probably has a scratch off map You know, like the like the ones you buy now to scratch off the places you've travelled. Yeah, like he had one to scratch like off he... the places he's conquered and ruined. <laughs> I'm just imagining Francis Drake popping off to Asda getting the scratch cards now, being like, hmm, <laughs> "Where are we going today?" <laughs> like... <laughs> that would be hilarious. Imagine, imagine. If, okay, that would be a really good show. Well, like scratch card Drake. Yeah, not just yeah. like Liz the first. What'd you get for Christmas, Liz? All we're on um um the slots like did the like oversized <laughs> Liz takes Las Vegas <laughs> yeah oh dear yeah that can be the name of the place Liz yeah. takes Las Vegas to be Vegas. honest I think if Liz the first popped into Las Vegas like right now twenty first century she'd be having a whale of a time 
Well, probably it's Las Vegas. Oh yeah, she'd love it. Liz too, though. That's another matter. But um, she's the second. She's more boring. Yeah, she, she, a bit more. Do you want to do you want to hear five things that you probably didn't know about pantomime, Dane? You know what, Greta? As it goes, I do. You do. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the first thing is, oh, these guys are idiots. They think I don't know this. Pantomime goes all the way back to the 1500s. Bro, mm-hmm. I know. I know that it comes from Comedia and it started in the 16th century. We know this. Have you ever had a tutor that's very particular about how you say Comedia dell'arte? Yes. Yeah. It's because I, I pronounce it wrong, apparently. How do you pronounce it? Comedia. What? How do you say it? Comedia. Comedia. Yeah. Because it's, it's easier for me just because my language is already mixed a bit with Italian. Yeah, that's fair. Whereas, like, like one thing I've learned with English is that it has quite harsh sounds. Like, it likes to be quite syllabic. Mm-hmm. So, comedia, like, you know, like that sort no, of... No, it, it has to roll off your tongue more. It's like, comedia. Comedia dell'arte. Yeah. Sorry, go on. that bad. Yeah. Okay, so go first on. thing we know, we know. First thing about Panto, we know. The mm. first pantomime dame appeared in 1806. Oh, wow, okay. I thought the dame was always there. Oh, no, they didn't. The first ever, it was the first ever pantomime dame appeared at the Theatre Royal in Covent Garden on December 29th, 1806. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Love, everybody loves the dame. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, Do you and have it them was... in Malta? Dames, oh yeah. Ooh. You do have a Dames are the biggest thing which attract audiences. In fact, I was talking about this. So I was talking with a friend yesterday, and she's not a very, she's not really into theatre, as like none of my friends are. But we were talking about panto and kind of how funny it is, and how we can really make it really rooted in Maltese culture because all of the jokes were Maltese. Like there was a lot of double meaning behind the jokes, and I was kind of like putting the point across that the the main reason that Maltese people go to watch pantos is the dame itself. Just mm. because people, like, since we're really small, everyone knows everyone. So if there's a specific actor yeah, who's a really good dame, everyone will, like, go to his uh, rendition of the panto, you know? I see. See, that's... I mean, by dame, I want to... I imagine it's probably quite similar... But mm-hmm. Dame is a man in drag in very yes. elaborate costumes. Every time yes. they turn up, it's a different one. I'm not sure about the last one, just because I've never actually been to see a panto. The only panto I've ever been to was one in the dark. So it was completely auditory and sensory. Well, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. It was quite cool, actually. It I was mean, a panto no, in the dark. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, because that sounds cool. Yeah. But you ain't never seen no traditional Christmas pantomime. No, just because my my dad likes theatre. My mom kind of does, but we also did not have a lot of money growing up and we were five kids. So That's going fair. to the theatre was impossible up until I had my own money to spend. So That's, now I get to go to the theatre and have fun. Because because you know? although pantomime is like, you know, it's arguably a child or a person's first ever show that they're gonna see yeah it wasn't it wasn't mine but because they're like or but you know because it's like a pantomime a lot of um a lot of theater well like okay a lot of local theaters in the uk especially are reliant on pantomime for their yearly oh, yeah, income us too. <clears throat> us too like i had once someone had told me that panto's the only show where you're not uh, kind of under when it comes to your funds. It's yeah. the only show where you actually sell out enough tickets to make it make uh, kind of like business sense to put on the show. Yeah. It you is know? not unknown for a panto mm-hmm. to go on for like over two months in the UK. Over two months? Yeah. Over what? two. Oh, it's not unknown because like, you know, a lot of it, like, let's say the one where I live, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's not an in-house, it's not a producing house. 
it doesn't have its you know own company it doesn't make its own work it's more of like a performance venue where people come and go as tours so pantomime is probably the only time of year when with the exception of like you know the kiddie clubs and the amdrams um it's probably the only time of year when actors will turn up to physically make work and therefore that's why it's such a massive deal I don't get what you mean by make up and physically make work. Do you mean like they devise it together? It's not a written script. Yeah, well, like, well, with pantomime, like, well, for, well what is a traditional pantomime? Should we say? Because in the UK, it it changes. Like, you never do, the, you never see the same pantomime in the same theatre twice. Yes, agreed. Like, we always have different ones, and we have we have three ones going on at the same time. Which are? It it's the, they're not the same. They usually there's like three main comp three main. Uh, houses, yeah, which do them, and they kind of rotate the big three theater houses and to do in them. But the pieces are different. Oh, okay. It's just that the, the same three big companies usually put on the three biggest shows, yeah, and then they rotate the three biggest theater houses between them. But with that being said, it doesn't mean that smaller companies don't kind of do pantos because. I I was I've seen a panto in the dark and I've been in one but I haven't actually seen a proper panto. Yeah, I want to ask about this real quick. Pantomime in the dark. Go on. Pant that was so cool. So we went to this. First of all, it wasn't located in a theater. It was located in this like scientific interactive center kind of museum. Okay. So we were all in a room. We were the audience was kind of split into into like five groups and each group was like six people we were sat in a horseshoe yeah so we were all just in a room sat in a horseshoe and every group had uh, an usher person and that person would be uh, kind of our guide if something goes wrong or we feel uncomfortable in the dark we can tell them they'll help us and also if like throughout the play there were pieces where they kind of like mentioned slime and he would come around. We'd we there'd be this noise, mm. and when that noise comes on, it means we put our hands out, and he'd come around and we feel it. So there was that really cool sensory aspect to it. And yeah. the thing was completely in the dark. Everyone was wearing headphones, and the sound itself it used binaural sound, which for those who don't who for those of you who don't know. It, binaural sound is basically like when you're playing a game and you can hear players coming from your right side or your left side. Or you, you can also like look it up on YouTube and you can hear songs in binaural sound. It's really cool. You kind of, the sound moves around you. So using that really helped me, really helped. Well, me, I can only talk about myself. Imagine <laughs> like how the whole thing is. Because like you can hear a, a door shutting closed from your left side and you hear someone walking. And it moves from your right to your left, so you know where they're walking. And they do something like on the right side. It was really cool and really easy to imagine. It was completely in the dark. Mm. And the whole point of this was because their main actor, he's a little kid, I can't remember what his name is, but he's blind. So oh. they wanted to do uh, kind of shows and pantos especially, which can bring this magic to people like him. And it was amazing because people like me, I can go to a normal panto and like enjoy it because I'm not like hard of hearing or seeing or anything. But to go to this and have my vision completely removed, which I like personally call see as quite a big thing because I obviously love seeing things like Yeah. But going to it and having this it was so magical. Without seeing anything, it was completely in the dark. But I still in my head when I think about it, I can still imagine what I think things looked like. So kind of giving myself and the audience that space to imagine the set rather than spoon feed us the set. I quite liked. I thought that was really amazing. It was a way to make it more accessible to people without ruining or without taking anything away from the magicalness of Panto. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, we'll be we'll talk a bit more about this in just a second. We're going to take a quick break. Um, but yeah, we'll be right back. And we're back. Um, listen, there was something that Greta touched on earlier 
that I kind of want to talk a little bit about more. And, I mean, you said you were quite poor growing up. Mm. And that has, you know, reminded me that because pantos are like the backbone of financial income for a lot of theatres, that means they're expensive. Yeah. They can get really expensive. Like, the um, big one near where I live is um, Birmingham, Birmingham Hippodrome. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's great, honestly. Um, and the thing is, when you have, like, big theatres, you have to have, like, big names, like celebrities. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the whole star system. Yeah. Like, you, you won't often see um these people in anything else because it's just mm, not okay. their thing people are a bit more like lenient to kind of go into it and make it a foot make a fall because it's panto mm-hmm. and because it's celebrities it just becomes a bit more expensive so yeah. like let's say on like the national tv stuff like you will often get um like if you go to london palladium like which is arguably the biggest in the UK. Um chances are you'll see Julian Clary and Nigel Havers and whoever. Mm-hmm. And because of that, tickets are gonna be high, baby. Like it I mean, theatre tickets in London in general are not unknown to go into triple figures. But for Panto what? especially it all yeah. It's it's expensive to see a show in London. Well, it's London. Well, yeah, it's London. But like for Panto, like the seats that you could probably get a relatively okay deal on mm-hmm. will become just that little bit more expensive because Panto season. Yeah. And to be fair, like I understand, this is always something I say, like I understand why theatre shows are at the mark. They're as expensive as they are. Because obviously I'm in them and I know what goes into doing them and how many people are involved and like the amount yeah, of Yeah, completely. But at the same time, that price point isn't helping people who don't normally go to the theatre go to the theatre. Mm. Like, so it's kind of like we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, like I know that there, I mean, there's probably like some initiative people do in order to get kids into theatre a bit more like so for example one thing that um I mean I'm sure places will do it somewhere but if you're like in primary school in the UK like we're talking and I'm talking like um if you're between the ages of like I don't know seven and ten then Mm -hmm. theatres might offer that school like a batch of subsidised tickets you can go see it as a school thing so. so you can see it as a school and like obviously yeah you'll still have to pay like your parents will still well, have to yeah. pay but they'll be a bit cheaper because yeah. they're offering it for the kids I remember oh I remember um, oh I feel a story coming on okay I remember as a kid now um, we went to go see the local one and um, it was when, when all the schools were in and the cast knew it, so there was a lot of school rivalry, and mm. um, like because you know kids, it was like um, you d- you don't know what you're doing, so you're just kind of yelling and hurling stuff well, yeah, at the other so kids' probably, schools. You probably wouldn't have been to a theater before this whole no outing at school, no, no, it's so. just another outing. So you're yelling and hurling stuff yeah. at the other kids but they're excited the to be out of the school yeah and and the um and the uh dame was not having it oh God. she was not having it so i just remember like i mean i i was an angel in school so oh, i wasn't the one, yeah so i wasn't the one doing it personally but i just remember this dame going on like like a 10 minute rant to each of the schools like completely off script off book and we were just sat there like darling just do the bit where you fall over the banana peel <laughs> like yeah like please just get on with the show <laughs> yeah no honestly but um but yeah that reminds me then um 
with your sort of stuff, it would you mm. say the work is tailored to the local audience? Did you say tied into local audience? Um, yeah. So like, like with the pantomime, like if you're gonna see one in mm-hmm. the let's have, okay, let's be. I'm gonna be Malta specific. If you're going okay. to see one in the north of Malta, yes. Um, are you going to see a panto where there are bits specifically written into it that are specific for the north of Malta? Uh, no, just because there aren't that big of differences between the north and the south. Okay. And the kind of jokes that they do are more aimed towards like politicians and the general state of the country yes. other than something specific. But there would probably be jokes about the South being like the hood of Malta, you know? Mm. Just just like but then there would also probably be someone who's more of like someone from the South as a character and then they'd have a joke about someone from the North. So yeah. there aren't like specific uh, area jokes. Just because we're so small though. Yeah. Like with uh with our one, like you know what I was saying, Birmingham. Um mm-hmm. Because Birmingham is, like, split into quite a few different, like, provinces and areas or whatever, mm-hmm. there's um there's a lot of jokes about depending on where you're sat. Depending on where you're sat, okay. Depending so on where you're sat. Split the audience into, like, how the town is split? Yeah, kind of. So, for example, like, um, like if you're sat in you know, the little circle boxes, mm-hmm. then you have to be from the rich part. Oh, yeah. It's probably and, the more expensive seats. Yeah. And if you're sat right at the top at the back, then you're in the you're poor, poor person. Yeah. Yeah. You're poor, poor person. Those, those seats are cheap. Yeah, sit in the cheap seats. So there's a lot of that sort of thing going on. And obviously, it's all je- in jest because as the audience, the, the important thing with Panto... As the audience, you're always in on the joke. Yeah. You know, it's not just people hurling a load of, like, you're poor, you're naff yeah, yeah. at nah, you. Yeah, it's, it's, they're, like, tasteful jokes. Yeah, and it's all very cleverly written, you know. At least in the UK, I think. Yeah, I think it has, it has to be clever written to kind of not skip that line of, okay, now this is just offensive. Mm-hmm. Because obviously Panto can very easily cross that line from being funny to being a bit like, okay, well, this is too much. This is like not funny anymore. It's just going to ruin Christmas. Yeah. Now I want to move on to, um, well, first of all, can I ask, with Christmas, do you, what day do you celebrate Christmas on? 25th December. What do you mean? Okay. But just because I know um, different places in the world celebrate it on the 24th. That's, that's Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, well, in Norway, I'm I'm pretty sure they celebrate it on the twenty fourth. What? Why? Oh, I don't know, what? darling. Like. Why do why do why why do Norway celebrate? Let's Google this. I, d- I don't know. I mean, we're standing by. Call in. Yeah, uh, they celebrate on Christmas Eve, which is known as Julafton. Yes. Gorgeous. I don't know. Oh, no- it's all Nordic countries. It is all Nordic countries. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's because... Okay. So Norway, Denmark, and Sweden do. And it's because in the old days, before clocks were common, the new day started at 6pm the day before and ended at 6pm on the day. So their days aren't from midnight to midnight. It's 6pm to 6pm. So technically, the 24th is Christmas. Oh. That's really weird. That's a, that's an interesting thing, that. I didn't know that. Me neither. What the hell? I also mm. didn't know that they celebrated. Honestly, I didn't you got know to that get people. yourself on the chase. Yeah. Get yourself on the I'll, chase. I will. I would lose on that. <laughs> I for oh. sure will lose. <laughs> Honestly, but no. Um, the reason I ask is that um, when it comes to Christmas Day, hmm. that's a theatrical event in itself. Oh my god! I got because. Well, here's the thing. My family, everyone's family does Christmas differently. Like mm-hmm. 
you know, there's a whole debate about when do you open presents, when do you eat, what you're watching, are you even watching yeah, yeah. telly? You know, like, so I want to hear, top of the day to the end, how you doing it? Okay, how... Now, this is going to be a bit of a confusing one. Go. Just because I've had to change my Christmas Day routine as I've changed, like, houses. Mm. You know? Yeah. So it used to start, we'd get up a bit late, we'd go to a family member's house, we'd get there, everyone would put the presents underneath the tree, so they're all sat and all cute and pretty. Then the kids would go off to play while, like, the parents are helping set up and fix end of lunch. We sit down together, we have lunch, we pop open the fire, not firecrackers, the Christmas cracker things. Firecrackers. Uh, I make everyone put on the crown because no one ever wants to wear it and yes. I'm annoying, so I Important. make them wear the crown. We tell each other the jokes, the really stupid jokes sound in them. Mm -hmm. And I usually always keep my favourites. We kind of like... Uh... Do, you, do, you, do you get the little, like, um, like trinkets mm -hmm. that come uh -huh, yeah. yeah we the little toys we like play with them and we, we sometimes swap them around and so on we do that we eat chill uh i usually even when i was a, when i was a kid i would usually help them uh put things away and wash the plates while uh the older ones would like sit down and put on some some television it was mm -hmm. usually like english television though just because uh, the grandma is English. Mm. She's from the UK and she speaks English, and she's very rooted in England things. So we used to watch this show. What the hell was it called? It's an English show where they're in a classroom. Right. I can't remember anything about it except that they were in a classroom. Um. And it was completely set in this school. Uh, it was all adults, so it's he's teaching English to these adults. And there's, like, someone who's, like, from Pakistan and someone who's, like, a bit of a lower class. We'd always watch that. Yeah. It's, it's always I've that never, show. I can... I've never heard of it. I'm afraid. I know. I think I'm explaining it really wrong because of this show. Is it, like, a comedy it show? Yes, it is comedy. Okay. Um, yeah, this is really... Yeah, I'm talking We'd watch this you comedy show... Uh -huh. We got this comedy show. It wasn't like specific, specifically anything Christmas, but it was still fun. It was quite like funny, and we'd watch that. We the kids would go back to playing. We'd like get the thing sorted, and then we'd sit down for a bit, and then we'd wait for more family to come. And then when they would arrive, and everyone would be there, we'd like have tea. What time we'd have is this? Snacks. Uh, four maybe five, okay. something like that. So the other, the rest of the family would come. We'd have our tea, we'd have our little snacks, and then we'd start opening the presents. So we'd like... So you're, so you're uh, opening them, like, early evening? Yeah, it's around six or seven, I think, we're opening them. Okay. Because then, because, yeah, then we open them. We always have this big garbage bag to instantly put to, to clean up as we open. Yes. Because we'd be a lot of people. So, like, and we would want to leave a mess, so we'd clean up as we open. Mm -hmm. We open all of our presents, put all of our presents in a little bag. And I usually just like leave them to the side and like not touch them. And then we'd spend a bit more time just hanging around, just watching TV, talking, uh, doing that, just whatever, just chatting. And then once it's like eight or nine, we'd head off home, just get to bed and just yeah, calm down, you know. <laughs> call it square. Just call it square, yeah. yeah. But how I do it now is quite similar, just with, at a different place. Okay. But it's very much a day of chill and do nothing. Which I don't really like. I like, prefer, like, doing something. Okay. Now, here's... How do you do your Christmas? Okay, let me tell you. So, how, how best can I explain this? Like, my family have, like, I'd say, set times and landmarks on Christmas Day. Okay. Which are extremely unavoidable okay so the morning is a bit of like um i'd say the morning is the chillest thing mm -hmm. because you get up and then because i get because my christmas is kind of split across two households you have you know my actual house 
Yeah. And then Minan's house. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. So in the morning, um, we, you know, we come down and then we open presents from each other. So from my mum, my dad and my sister mm-hmm. uh, and whatever, open them yada yada. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Then you like, because we split the cooking between us. For oh, Christmas. how cute! Yeah, we split the cooking between us. So, like, um, I mean, this Christmas, for example, like, I'm planning on trying to make something. Like, I don't know if I can explain this well, okay. but like, do you know what I mean by a sausage garland? Kind of, but I'm also very horrified. To it's think not of a sausage. euphemism. So it's I mean, like I'm literally just making a sausage in the form of a zuck. It so it's like um. It's like a massive sausage roll. Okay. But it's shaped in like a round, like a wreath, like a Christmas okay. wreath that you put on the door. And then you slice it up. So it's like little mini sausage rolls. And then because it's Christmas, you do it with like apple and cranberry sauce and whatever. Yeah, the, the classic Christmas flavour. Yeah. And it's honestly... Aside from pigs in blankets, mm-hmm. highlight of the year. Okay. But I digress. Back to back to the um, uh, thingy of Christmas. Already, yes, I'm off the, track. The sausage thing. Yeah. So we're making it. Usually, we do the turkey around here. Uh, I'll ask you about what what's on the plate for Christmas dinner in a second. But like, um, for us, we do the turkey around here. And then we bring the turkey around to our nans, and we're going there. I'd say around 12 and 1, okay? Mm-hmm. Somewhere within that hour, okay? Now, with Christmas, um, because it's an occasion, you've got to dress good, all right? Oh, yeah. You're, mm-hmm. not, putting on, yeah. you're not putting on your T-shirt and your shorts. And, and sweats. Yeah. You're not putting How are you in T-shirts and shorts in December, dude? Well, because I'm lazy. What do you mean? It's cold. No, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> Because, well, here's the thing. My nan, she cranks the heating up like it's the Sahara. Oh, I like your nan already. Yeah, honestly, it's like... <laughs> up. Oh, amazing. So, um, you honestly would feel like you're in a, a completely different biome around hers. Oh, how nice. Okay, sausage roll rethink. But sausage roll rethink, okay. <laughs> so, you, so, you take the food round... You 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 run your glad rags. You're looking good. Then dinner is served around about one, okay. And from this point onwards, that's when it gets a bit time specific, okay. Mm-hmm. Dinner served around one. Um, Christmas dinner in the UK, pretty standard: turkey, sprouts, red mm-hmm. cabbage, stuffing. Your lot. Okay? okay? That all happens, and you have dessert. Now, I love my dessert. Okay? Yeah, obviously. Sweets. Yeah, sweets. Um, And for Christmas, gotta love a trifle, darling. Mm-hmm. Gotta okay. love a trifle. Okay. So you have that. And then what happens is, is <clears throat> that happens between around one and two. Between the hours of two and three... We go into the living room and then we open and exchange presents from our nan to us. And then anyone else who's around at Christmas at the time. So our aunt would be there because she lives with my nan. Um, maybe my nan's sister, whoever. Mm-hmm. Do all that shebang. And this is the one thing that my family do not miss. And this is going to be controversial, I know. I'm personally mm-hmm. not bothered by it. I don't think my sister is as much, but the rest of my family, 3 p.m., don't you dare talk or miss Queen's Christmas message. Queen's Christmas You They have a Queen's Christmas message. Big Liz so, turns up. So for te- yeah, Big Liz turns up for 10 minutes to talk about the year. And okay. my family are glued to that telly. 
You are not talking, you're not breathing loudly, you're not doing nothing. No rustling, no going out for a snack, no nothing. You're listening to what Lizzie got. the queen is speaking. Yeah. Lizzie's got something to say, and she's staring directly into that camera, okay? Mm -hmm. And that happens for, you know, ten minutes, whatever. And then, after that, um, board games and other stuff. Until, um, because it's Christmas, um, my nan's quite the hostess, so then you have tea. 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 Mm -hmm. And by tea, I mean, like, leftovers from the turkey, sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Turkey sandwiches. The salads, whatever. Um, that's, that's when the sausage garden comes out, by the way. The sausage reef. Sausage? So that's, okay, so you're doing... Uh, food for the snack portion. Yeah, this is this is the after party, and then the other thing my the family don't miss. Strictly come dancing Christmas special. You guys are so you're so weird. First you have to like the queen is speaking. You cannot breathe, and yeah. then it's time for dance. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but like it's, but like um, because my family on the whole. Love the Strictly Come Dancing. So mm. that's on. Um, and then after that, because it's kind of all a bit of like a slur. Uh, not a slur. <laughs> a blur. A blur. It's <laughs> a slur. Not a slur. That's quite different. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, because after all that, it's quite a blur. Um, mm -hmm. It, you know... It, it it's maybe more games. People are just kind of lounging on the couch after having um a Christmas drink too many. Yeah, um, you're just like a bit sloshed, a bit, a bit sloshed. like full. Yeah. yeah. So you just need a and, break. And the best thing about and the best thing about my nan, I love her. Um, she is a she's someone who can get drunk on the social. There's a joke okay. we have, which is. She only needs to be in, like, a two-metre proximity of a bottle of sherry and she feels drunk. <laughs> you know? Your nan sounds like a hoot. Oh, Christine. She's an icon. Christine. Christine. Christine sounds like a pure icon. She is an icon. Like, because, like, it, I mean, at the time of recording, it was her birthday yesterday. And there were oh, a load... Oh, cute. Happy birthday, Christine. Yeah, 80 yesterday. Miss Christine. Oh, wow. Icon. And, um, she, and obviously she had a lot of people around and, and the change was immense from when it was four people to like, um, however many of her friends, which at the time of recording, I should say, were in the legal limit of coronavirus rules. Thank you. It, you know, it was just like that, like the the um social switch had turned on, and all of a sudden, it's like she's twenty three and drunk. <laughs> like it's immense. <laughs> it's immense. Oh, but yeah, that's, that's your Chris... nan sounds like the best. The best way to spend Christmas is with is with Christine. Oh, she's an i. Honestly, she's an icon. Um, but but yeah. Tell me about the Christmas dinner and the Christmas drinks at yours. Go. How no. does... Like, uh, what's on the Christmas dinner plate? Just turkey and stuffing. So just Very the same old boring. stuff? Yeah, it's, bo it's boring to me just because I can only eat, like, really limited amounts of it, so I don't really like it. Okay. Do you find it quite dry? Quite, like... I just don't like turkey in general. I don't like meat in general. So what the hell is the point? I'd rather have a pizza than... <laughs> Have some, have some munch on steamed vegetables and like stuffing, and that's it. <laughs> I love that. What What are you having for Christmas dinner? Pizza. <laughs> yeah. Get 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 um get Domino's and Papa John's on the line. It's pizza. Yeah. Other I'd pizza retailers are available. I'd be happy with that rather than a turkey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But um. Plus I, plus, I don't see the whole point of like having a turkey for Christmas. What? Yeah. I don't see the whole point of having meat in general, to be honest. But that's just because I don't like it. Like, what is the point? It truly sucks. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
I can I can vouch for how very um environmentally sustainable of you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Looking out for the future and it just benefits that you just generally don't like the taste of meat. Is there anything else that we ought to talk about? Oh okay um i need to tell you whilst i'm on the subject of christmas food i need to tell you about this woman called nigella lawson i've heard of that name before i need to tell you about nigella lawson Um, i've heard of that okay she sings she sounds familiar right nigella lawson in the uk she always does a christmas cooking show Mm mm-hmm and she's and she's very like sensual with how she cooks okay she's she's also the pioneer of um how to say words weirdly <laughs> okay are you ready for this yeah. okay I'll, I'll give you an example of a nigella thing <clears throat> let's use the acting okay nigella so if you have any leftover gravy from your Christmas dinner, and obviously you don't want to let it go to waste. Why not just pop it in the micro wave and rejuvenate? That sort of thing is Nigella. <laughs> micro wave. The me the micro wave. <laughs> oh, honestly, oh my god! Okay, yeah. I cannot respond to you with anything. I'm the dying. Me- Oh, Nigella and the micro wave. Like, it is... It's a cultural oh, institution. That, that sounds so weird. Why is she, like, because... telling me how to put... What the hell? No, it's just... It's just so... Like, it... There's no really other way of explaining it. Like, because... I mean, cooks have their own way. But there's just something about Nigella that is... I think just captivating because it's not necessarily just the it's not just the food it's the delivery. Yeah, why is she so sensual? <laughs> yeah, why is she? Oh my god, why? What? Yeah, no, I love I, it. Like, what? It, it's it's crazy. Like That's she's so she's just she oh, uh, just you wait until she gets on about the jams, pickles, and the chutneys. Cause she cause she has a thing She's, about it. She sounds so like weird isn't the word, but like you know, like, like a character. She sounds like a proper character. <clears throat> she yeah, she's she's like someone who is arguably a caricature of herself. Yeah. Oh my god, that is a really good way to describe it. And you know, she's in on the joke. I should point out. Yeah. Pun intended for anybody who knows. She's just simply Nigella. Okay. There's no other way of putting it. Like, yeah. And I think on that note, Greta, I'm Christmas out, darling. I've had enough. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. The micro wave. The micro wave. The micro wave. The micro wave. Wow. Okay. So, we kind kind of talked about Pantos in this. And three of her in this episode. But also, like, Christmas is very much a a time for everyone to kind of let go and experiment with things, even if it's not in specifically a theatre context. Yeah. Christmas is just... Christmas is generally a theatrical event. Yeah. I I, I agree with that. I think the whole idea of Christmas and, like, Christmas Day and the events you do, they're very planned and very, like, this is what you do on Christmas. So that already is very theatrical in itself. Yeah. Even if you don't like theatre and if you don't celebrate Christmas, you celebrate Hanukkah or well, I don't know if there is like festive holidays, but no matter what there's holiday you celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, there's always these specific things which makes the holiday a holiday. Yeah. And you know? what is and what do you think the keys to Christmas is, Greta? I personally think family. I think. You think. Thinking but, is the yeah. key to Christmas. Listen, if you're with your family, a fight's going to break out at some point. And hey, what's more Christmassy than that? (laughs) Yeah, what's more Christmassy than fighting than having a couple of drinks and fighting with your aunt about something really stupid on Christmas Day? Oh yeah, completely. Listen, thank y'all for watching and bearing with us. Watching? (laughs) You can't see me. Yeah, uh, listen, thanks for listening and bearing with us whilst I um, ramble on. You know me. 
Merry Christmas. Um, uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. And whatever you celebrate, if you don't celebrate anything, happy December and a happy new year. I don't know. Yeah. Um, are we going to be back in the new year? Will we have been cancelled at that point? Uh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see how we go. We'll but, see. but yeah. Merry Christmas and see you soon.